family this is the stickers and scuffs podcast we are back from flamborough speedway we have dried out uh over what was mm-hmm. well, we went from we went from being burnt to a crisp at ctmp to being <laughs> drenched to the bone at flamborough speedway yeah the fire getting, got put out there yeah to now get sam fellows on the show so we've all dried off we're all here we're gonna pull out the 2007 napa auto parts uh oh there you go montreal grid and and uh, put a little bit of a special here nice see that on mr ron fellows and nice we're lucky enough to have his son who is a rookie in the nascar penny series this season and sam you know we kind of touched on it with the bun sons but uh i'm really curious you come obviously from this road racing background sports cars why the NASCAR Pinty series? We're not saying like why we don't want you here. We'd love that you're here, <laughs> but but it just it seems like you and Kyle Marcelli went this way this yeah. year, and it's, it's 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 really exciting for us as longtime fans to see um, some fresh faces um, showing interest. Yeah, I think uh, it was really cool when I saw Kyle was uh, signed up with uh, Dave Jacobs. Um, yeah, we I I I know Kyle from way back from. I was a little kid, like I was small watching him uh, and Daniel Morad and Robert yeah. Wickens yeah. in the Sonoka Ron Fellows karting championship days. Um, so I, I've known him for a long time and he's been always like super helpful whenever I've asked him questions and stuff. But I think it was a bit of, uh, oh, I must be on the right path here because Kyle's going to come race. Um, yeah, I think it's just, um, it's definitely the most highest, highest profile series in canada and i think it makes the most sense if you're somebody with the corporate sponsors like kyle and um you know myself i've been able to get some corporate sponsors together and there's uh makes a ton of sense you know the tsn coverage is great um the nas having the nascar name on the series is amazing and uh great fans and and uh community like uh yourself and uh, it's no it was really a no-brainer it was something i think i always wanted to do i just didn't know where like what kind of path i would i would take um mm-hmm. but yeah i'm glad to be here well and you and you did start uh, i'm just going to cut in before graham because i do really want to touch in on, no the, on your first experience because you weren't able to start actually the first two events at sunset speedway you yeah. had to get approval and you actually ran in a series that we both hold very dear because we're good buddies <laughs> with the herniac hall team um yeah. synonymous with the ontario sportsman series so you got an opportunity to get in there, run with Jim, uh, Jim Bray, and run with those guys yeah. in there. And, and what better veterans to learn from on the yeah. on the short tracks than the Herniac Hall team, Chad McGlynn, yeah, the Patricks. There is just so much long longevity in that series. Yes. But let's talk about how how that all came about. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Um it's the, honestly the last couple of months have been such a whirlwind it's been it's insane I, you know we went through covid 
and mm -hmm. it's like you know i i did no racing basically um just sim racing and i was kind of wondering you know if i was ever going to race again to be honest you know you never mm -hmm. really know mm -hmm. if uh, the last race you ran was your last or not and especially when you're um you know i'm not i'm no spring chicken i'm 27 years old so um i'm still young but in the racing world it's like if you haven't made it to f1 by 18 then like what are you doing with your life so yeah but um no i i think you know i was i know joe robinson really well and uh he we, we were always texting and i think you know when i saw james vance a few years do a few races got me interested in saying oh, okay somebody from you know the sports car world can come over and and do a pretty good job and uh, he seemed to have a lot of fun um and so that kind of planted a bit of a seed in my head i think um and joel was kind of talking to me about jim for a while you know you know jim would really you know love to run you and all this stuff and i was you know i was always a little nervous because you know when you're jumping there's a bit of a thing about like jumping from sports cars to stock cars and some i don't know why but now that i've done it i feel fine like so far i know we're still we're not there yet we're still in the process but there's a bit of a uh i don't know it seems to freak some guys out about trying to just trying to make that jump so um i was a little bit nervous and then i think i said to jim you know I'd really like to do some ovals um, at road courses. Yeah, sure. But uh, I'd really like to do some ovals. And so how do we make that happen? And the first thing he said was, well, you know, I've got the sportsman series, which, you know, at 88 years old, he's running the sportsman series. He's yeah. just a legend. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, I'd love to do it. And so we did one of the races at Delaware. I did. Okay. I was, I, I used it as a basically as a testing uh, testing ground, and luckily there were enough cautions that I could kind of run at the back and figure it out. And then about halfway through the race, got caught up, and then I started to get racy and I made a few moves. I think we finished like eight out of like thirteen or fourteen cars or something, so it wasn't terrible. Um, and uh, but yeah, I'll tell you my very first laps that week at Delaware in the sportsman car, I was thinking, what the hell am I doing out here? I, <laughs> I have no clue what I'm doing. Absolutely no clue. Um, but my dad, you know, my dad, he's obviously not known for driving on ovals, but he has done mm -hmm. uh, some ovals. He's got a couple starts in, in cup back in the day on, I think New Hampshire, Texas, there's a few there that he did. It's something that he always wanted to do more of. Um, and so he was basically watching me watch some of my GoPro footage and, and it's kind of been fun. We've been kind of like figuring it out together. And, um, then it came up with Jim and Jim said, you know, we want to get you in the Pinty's car. How do we make that happen? I had a little bit of sponsorship. I was thinking, you know, maybe I can do CTMP. And he said, I know a guy who might want to run a fellows. <laughs> and that was uh, the Agajanians and uh, Mike Kerb, of course. And um, so, yeah, it just kind of all of a sudden showed up at Jim's shop and he said, uh, we got sponsorship to run you for the season. And I was like, what really and uh so yeah the, and uh i wasn't ready for a sunset i felt like i didn't want to disrespect this series by just jumping in like willy-nilly into an oval race i wanted to you know cut my teeth a bit do some sportsman racing um do some pinties on the road course and then go into an oval not just you know jumping full full uh two feet in and saying oh yeah i can do this i, I didn't I, and and jim had kind of uh talked to me about Chantel uh kalika and how he uh he wanted to run her for a race this year um and i said why don't you run just run Chantel?" and you know that'd be great and so it kind of just 
uh, she did a really good job as well. And so it kind of just uh, worked out almost perfectly there. Um, he got to run her and, and uh, she did a great job. And then we've kind of just jumped in from, from Trois Rivières and, and here we are now. So that's the long way around the barn, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've done a, a great job describe like your, your entire foray into stock car. I, I, I tweeted it earlier. I don't know if it's through <laughs> our, our stickers and scuffs or my personal handle, but uh, yeah. it's been trial by fire basically yeah. <laughs> since you jumped in the window of a, of a stock car. Yeah. Tell us uh, for everyone, your career path like how did you get to here where have you been and uh yeah how has it all come to be well i got started late in uh karting um mm-hmm. because my dad's career you know he was lucky enough that he was still racing for corvette and still doing you know um being a road course ringer into his really into his like late 40s even one of I my think. dad's heroes yeah yeah well <laughs> my, it's, the thing is it's crazy it's like my my dad is my hero and it's like yes. the weirdest it's like such a blessing because i have um i think you know if i was somebody who if i wasn't his son and i was somebody involved in racing he would probably be my hero anyways but it's like yeah. he's my dad it's like the weirdest thing it's so um i you get know, it i'm man. blessed i'm blessed <laughs> yeah it's crazy and um so he's ron fellows for god's I know. sake I, mean. <laughs> I know and i, I and when I was a kid, he would take the garbage out every Monday night. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, the dad's career was always like the thing. And I didn't want to be like, um, there seems to be, and you see it a bit tweeted, um, you know, from, from some of the, the cup guys. That's like, you know, the, the, the son or the daughter or whoever can't really be at the race because they're carting that weekend as a little kid. And yeah. I didn't ever want to do that i wanted to always be there and see dad race and i learned so much just from sitting around and you know listening to him mm-hmm. and, and other drivers talk and in the in the crew chief's room and the engineer's room at the shop and i just tried to take it all in and um so when i got a little older and there was more time and he wasn't racing full-time we started to dabble in some of the karting mm-hmm. um i went away to school i uh studied uh, journalism in ottawa at carlton university um which was fun it was great and i talked to my dad when i came back he said well what do you want to do i said well you know before i left i kind of wanted to race cars and you know i've had four years to think about it and i still kind of want to race cars <laughs> and he said okay well, well we'll figure it out so we started racing uh, i did the i did the uh the 2000 school the formula 2000 school at uh ctmp on the ddt circuit i did uh, some other stuff i would go you know whenever i'd get to go down to spring mountain i'd always jump in a corvette and um drive around that was you know super lucky but that's kind of what i did every once yeah. in a while and um yeah when you know we didn't expect i didn't expect our lives to go from being you know the racing you know dad with the was a race car driver to owning a track but it was like all of a sudden overnight it's like yeah we own what was then most port international raceway and then it became canadian tire motorsport park and so i kind of thought you know, it was like there was a light bulb went off in my head, like, oh, like this is a track, like I, this is like one of the best tracks in Canada, and I can like literally drive it whenever world. I want. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, one of the best tracks in the world. Yeah, thank you for sure. And um, 
yeah so i think i've used this expression before but somebody said forget who said it but it's like if you ever um if you if you wait around the barbershop long enough if you hang around the barbershop long enough you get a haircut well it's yeah. like i'll just if, i'll just hang around at ctmp and i'll help out with the family business long enough and i'll get in a race car at some point and so it kind of happened kind of osmosis yeah so we did some club racing then mm-hmm. uh you know, lots of enduro stuff in the showroom stock, the 96 that I was talking to the boys about. Mm-hmm. And that was a lot of fun. And then, uh, yeah, some touring car. Um, I had a lot of help from uh, FAF Motorsports, Steve Bordelotti, the uh, uh, kind of the, the team director there. He, I, I, I don't know why, he just was, you know, like, here, you can race this car. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah. And so we were racing a BMW for in the Canadian Touring Car Series, doing some... Cool uh we did some enduro stuff with it as well um that was a lot of fun and it was just like small little steps up the ladder and then we did uh gt3 cup um Mm -hmm. we did a few races there uh and then yeah i was hoping to do like 2020 was hoping you know we do another full season a full season of gt3 cup and then everything just you know went to crap so yes (laughs) um yeah here we are and i was just trying to find you know, I was thinking maybe I'll maybe I'll do FEL. Um, mm-hmm. At the beginning of this year, I was thinking maybe I'll do some FEL. But you know, I don't. I've never wanted to be. I've never wanted or expected my parents to pay my way f- for racing. And one of the things I've always felt is that I've already got one of the luckiest um, things is my last name. And so if I can just you know leverage that and get myself some corporate sponsorship um i know that i i feel like i can hopefully i can prove myself uh on the racetrack and so honestly this year i kind of is what happened it's just uh you know jim bray has just been awesome and uh helped us get that sponsorship from curb and you know no doubt no doubt that's because of my last name and i'm and you know if it was any other driver on the grid they, they would say the same thing you got to use it you got to use what you can to get out, get out there and uh absolutely um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm really, yeah, this year is all of a sudden turned into, you know, pretty awesome for me. And, uh, it's been so much fun. I never, I never really knew if I would ever, you know, race a, a stock car or a NASCAR Pinchy's car, but you know, it's actually, it's so much fun and, uh, it it's a big it. learning, it's big learning curve, especially with the tires. Like I was saying to the boys, I just can't, can't get over how aggressive you can be on the bias play. It's just a you know, whole world on the radials, there's just such a, a fine line of, mm-hmm. of being on the edge. And then all of a sudden it'll just go around on you. And so you got to really like ride that line. And the bias by is just so forgiving and uh, you can riding, ride them around. Good. Eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to You got to back it into turn one that at uh, CTMP to really go fast. So yeah. that's a, that's a, a learning curve for sure. We didn't get to test at all at nope. uh, CTMP. Um, just that we did some testing at Toronto Motorsports Park uh, out in Cayuga. Um, mm-hmm. And um, we did some testing at Flambro with the oval car. Um, so that was basically it. And then we went, you know, went to Trois-Rivières. And uh, yeah. So it was, you had uh, seen Flambro before. I was going to ask you, yeah, have you yeah. ever, ever laid eyes on it or raced on it? So you did do a bit of testing. That's cool. Yeah. The first, actually, the first time I ever went was with the sportsman car. Mm-hmm. And I put it in the wall, probably like three laps in. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, that's an amazing track. It's uh, it's an animal. 
Well, and we've seen, we saw in practice when we were there that it doesn't yeah. mean and how many times you can go around there. Doesn't matter. You can still lose it like Pete Shepard did. I'm sorry, yeah. Pete. I had to mention it. But, yeah, if Pete Shepard can lose a car there. I mean, anybody can. It shows it can bite you anytime. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and the, the, the coolest thing about this is that, you know, what we, we've talked for a long time that this series, why we're doing this podcast is that it, it almost feels as if people just don't know it's here. Um, despite having a good core fan base, I think a lot of people still don't really know how good the racing is, how good yeah. it can be. And with, with getting in names like yourself and Kyle Marcelli, and we have names like we, Austin Riley, we see around CTMP all the time. His story is phenomenal. And I think yeah. he would be an excellent fit. Samantha Tan is, I talk about her all the time because mm-hmm. female race car driver that wins, you know, and she does it yeah. she goes all over the place. Perfect story. And it seems like, what we saw with uh, Kevin Lacroix, Andrew Ranger, Alex Tagliani, that the IndyCar drivers do really well coming into this series with the road racing aspect, and then they have to adapt to the ovals. And the sports car guys, too, are, are bringing that kind of same aspect. Even Malcolm Strong, you had a teammate this past weekend, which yeah. we weren't expecting, but yeah. uh, he was also up there learning how to do the oval. And you guys, you know, I mean, you kind of had a – I don't know, it was a flat tire or something that happened to you, but yeah, um, you you learned and you kept you yeah. guys kept on driving and you've stayed out of trouble, which has been kind of surprising because there's been so much calamity this year. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think what happened there was um, you know, and one of the things that I tweeted about after Flamborough was like the pace that we actually had in in the race was was not what i was expecting we did like mm-hmm. a 16 uh 0.05 something and so if we had raced the second race we would have started 11th which is like you know crazy because our best finish this year has been 12th um we've had opportunities i think to get close to closer to the top 10 or just at, in the top 10 but it mm-hmm. just you know hasn't we haven't caught the break yet and it's hard mm-hmm. like it doesn't come easy and that's you know part of what why you do this is it's not easy and it's a challenge and that's, that's all part of it. But yeah, um, yeah the, I was super like, uh, I was super annoyed with the rain, particularly yeah. this weekend, because I was like, I really want to get the quick, quick 125 in because, you know, mm-hmm. we can start 11th and we can, I think do really well. So, but I think what happened there was, um, I don't know if it, maybe it would have been Pete Shepard. He was on, obviously had to start from the back. So he was mm-hmm. on a bit of a mission himself, but um, someone, maybe it was Cameron on one of the restarts. He dropped back. I don't know if he had a problem, yep. but it was like, and my dad spots for me, by the way. I don't know if you guys knew that, but awesome. uh, um, so Ron's yes, on the radio. Bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> Ron's on the radio and he's like, all right, yeah, Shepard inside. So I'm like, okay. So all of a sudden Shepard was kind of there and then, all of a sudden Cameron was there on the outside and we're coming out of four at Flambro three wide. And it's like, this yeah. is going to work. So yeah. I, I kind of connected with uh, Cameron's uh, right rear. Uh, I think I got a little hang time. I think it kind of wheels just touched a and bit. It came up a little bit. So we saw the piece and, go uh, flying and our buddy Johnny actually was able to get it signed by your dad. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, was, you, I was... you made somebody's day with that. So it worked. <laughs> I was I was just driving the lap, next few laps, just thinking, don't cut a tire, don't cut a tire, and then of course it went down. So well, you so, we were talking about it at the race, man. There was so much calamity in the first fifty <laughs> laps. We like drivers yeah. dropping left and right with flat tires, with 
like Triton, yeah. Shay Gemmel, they all like everybody was having problems. So yeah. it was, it really was that. And then your buddy Malcolm in as a teammate finishes 11th after yeah. and he's running an Impala body on that thing. I mean, it's yeah. what, that's what we love switched about over it. road cars car. No less. It's the road course car that he was running yeah. in. Um, you know, Pete running the, the backup car that they had to drive. I think somebody went out and picked it up and brought it back. I think so, it was Dave. <laughs> yeah. I think it may have yeah. been Dave actually that did yeah. that. And so it's, it's great. Like we've, we've only been doing this since um, October of last year. And, and this is our first kind of experience at the tracks doing it. But the, what, let's talk about the people that are in this garage. Um, yeah. Who is it that you've been able to turn to, to help you out? Um, for me, it's been LP um, because he was coaching uh, Sean McKeg when I was in uh, GT3 Cup and uh, Sean was driving the FAF car um, uh, and I was driving the Porsche of London car, which was kind of like a sister car uh, mm-hmm. to FAF into the FAF car, I guess. Um, so we were kind of on this little like FAF motorsports kind of like uh, combo team. And, uh, Sean was getting help from LP and me and LP just like hit it off when we first met in the garage, just, you know, just too amazing. Yeah. Just got, got along right away. Just like such a nice guy. And, um, he's been like, uh, every time I see him now, he just like, I don't even have to ask. He just like gives me advice and I'm just like, thank you so much. (laughs) Cause I feel like every time I have to ask, I feel like, Oh, I'm like, you know, I'm like, just trying to like get more out of the LP knowledge. Well, so he, he's just like, yeah, been so nice. Just helping me out every time I see him, every time we, we happen, it's like, perfect. We happen to just like leave registration at the same time as like ships in the night. And then I'm just like, Hey, LP. And he's like, <laughs> okay, so for this one, so for this one, you want to do this and you want to break here. And I'm like, yes, thank God. I um, love that. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. He's such and, a great guy. Like, I mean, we've, we've talked to him here before, yeah, but like he's, he's awesome. every bit as cool in person and it's cool to know that he's uh and, and obviously, I mean, from his background, he's a wealth of knowledge in transitioning yeah. to stock cars. For sure. Like, what a what an encyclopedia. <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah. But but the thing to your point, Cam, is uh, you know, I said it to uh, Norris McDonald. Uh, he did an interview with me at, at TTMP, and hopefully that uh, article comes out over the next while. But um, you know, the drivers in this series are you know world class honestly mm-hmm. and um uh you know the top you know five or six guys i i think in the right equipment and cup would be you know competitive um so yep. when i when i'm out there you know and i i finish you know 12th or 13th you know i don't feel too bad because i know just how competitive it is just to try to get into the top 10 um obviously i i know i can get there and i want to get there and i'm pushing myself to get there but just honestly being being out there and trying to learn from them and uh it's yeah there's just they're so fast it's crazy when i the first race i did we had a lot of problems obviously at trois Riviere, but you know getting lapped uh by them we had you know i had no basically no brake pedal <laughs> let's just say that and uh so i was just trying to put around and get get the laps in and do the laps but just you know following getting to follow them a little bit every time they had lapped <laughs> me which is a little sad but uh <laughs> you know they're so fast and uh, you can see right what, what they're doing and they're right on it. I had the best seat in the house, basically, for Tour of Year. <laughs> I was the I was the best uh, fan seat in the house was <laughs> driving around. <laughs> like, you said, like to your learning style, as you said, when when your dad was driving, you're yeah. there observing, absorbing everything 
and and everybody learns things different but yeah it's it's really neat that you can you can take that and be able to i mean genetics probably help it's got to be in the blood for (laughs) sure but i mean that you can take that and apply it when you can get into the car and and make it go fast in your respective discipline whatever it is so i mean that's that's the concept of speed that not every or being able to technically drive that not everyone is born with. We sure. talked a little bit about this at Flamborough. Um, we unfortunately didn't get the audio, <laughs> but oh, that's um, right. <laughs> uh, tell us about like the actual technical part of, of stock car driving versus sports car driving. Uh, what you're telling us about like left foot braking, clutch pedal, that yeah. sort of thing. Like, do you use, clutch pedal to shift in a in a stock car race or uh ovals versus road courses and whatnot well i think i think there's a every it seems like every kind of step you go in nascar the cars are a little different and so you know the cars Mm -hmm. in cup are slightly different than xfinity obviously right Xfinity to the trucks are different and then it's all the way through to the international series and um you know pinties is no different it's it's different it's Mm -hmm. uh you know the bias by dire makes it a lot different um you know the brakes all that stuff uh, but the similarities in you know the straight cut gears and the way and the transmissions are you know i think it it uh the current day um you know driver is usually is left foot and mm-hmm. um seems like that's what everyone is doing when i first got into the car at Cayuga, you know i had never in real life done left foot braking i'd done a lot of sim time on the sim it always just feels natural left foot mm-hmm. brake um and I've always been a heel toer. Um, so mm-hmm. I thought, you know, I'll just go in heel toe and it just didn't feel yep. natural. And so I just started left foot breaking it. You know, I didn't have any problem with it right away. Um, so it uh, felt good. I know my dad, uh, fun anecdote is um, in cup. The last cup race he ran was probably 2013, but he was still heel and towing with the clutch. Um, which really? Was something, yeah. Which wow. is something that he felt that the car could roll better um and and uh be more compliant under braking and turn in if he had if he was using the clutch and um so that's something i thought maybe i can do that in the pinty's car and it it didn't work (laughs) out so the the left foot braking i think is is makes the most sense i think honestly in these cars and um yeah it's been fun it's been the coolest thing is just like you know the straight cut gears and just being able to you know bashing those gears it feels awesome it's uh, it's like a race tractor almost where <laughs> you just kind of <laughs> ram a bit but like yeah i'm not a race car driver i, I like i'm a i'm a truck driver but like yeah. uh, when you're braking with your left foot you can kind of keep the car loaded up i guess with your foot and the throttle and just set the nose if the like your brake bias is more to the front right like um yeah it kind of helps set the nose while keeping the car loaded up right yeah, the big, the brake bias is is biased to the front, but I've been all the all year just trying to get as much rear bias in as I can, because um, it just feels like you really just need to rotate these things. Yeah. Um, and so at at, at uh, CTMP especially, yeah, it's I, I th- I think another one of the one of the things that's that's good as well though is is being a right foot breaker and trying to. Uh, no doubt, no doubt, and I've seen it in uh, data when I've worked with some of the the, um, the NASCAR guys from down south. There's a lot of being on the brake and throttle at the same time, and that comes from running the ovals down there. And that's mm-hmm. uh, you no doubt there, and on the ovals that that happens a little bit, but it's 
it's good as well on uh you know to try to preserve your equipment as a right foot breaker to tell yourself consciously to you know get your foot off the throttle and then go to the brake and try to do it like like this rather than like that try to Mm -hmm. do it nice and yeah and easy discipline yeah just to and that's one thing i've been trying to think of as well is you know be aggressive but don't be you know don't go over the edge and that's something i've always tried to just be smooth in everything i've i've always done and uh, maybe a bit too smooth i think i can my level of aggression is getting there but it's like i said with the bias ply tire i was i was not prepared for just how how aggressive you can be mm-hmm. um, really throw it in drive it sideways but uh, when you get the hang of it i think i only started to really get the hang of it at the end of the 200 kilometer race, the Clarington 200. <laughs> so I would have been fine if we had to do another 200 kilometer race after that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Now it's funny. You, you had mentioned a quote earlier that if you uh, wait around in a barbershop long enough, you'll get a haircut. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, Graydon and I don't have much to, um, to really <laughs> talk about here, but um, something that is well known is the, uh, the, the fellow's hair. And yeah. <laughs> it's, nice to see, it's nice to see that you and Trayton Lapsovich are going to battle for the best hair in the series right now. Yeah, since sure. we don't have Brian <laughs> Cathcart there full time anymore. Although it was <laughs> nice to see, it was nice to see Brian Cathcart there. Uh, yeah, that was pretty Bro, cool. Still had his flow going from all these years <laughs> later. It's a little bit thinner up top, but um, yeah. you know that's the way things go. So. It I happens. can't. I can't grow the mustache though. Like Ron used to have the, the awesome like thick yes. mustache. He had, he, had the, he had the stash. Can't do the it. Good wrench colors yeah. on there, and uh, you know, I gotta ask though, uh, would you be turning away some sort of a hair deal? You know, sponsorship if if you know first choice wants to come on board and give yeah, you uh, some not. sort of a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. Perfect. Yeah, do- Dove men first choice. Whatever. Let's do it. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we got to give some shout outs to your sponsors though. So, yes, uh, yeah. who might they be Sam? Yeah. Well, Curb records for sure. Um, and, uh, Brock street. Oh, there you go. Brock street brewing <laughs> company. Strawberry Technically we've got both on, on right screen. Here. So, oh yeah, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> nice. yeah, Brock, Brock street. Actually, I don't know if you guys remember, but they got involved with CTMP a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, for the uh, the 61 lager that became like kind of the official beer of of CTMP. I have one of those cans here somewhere, but I don't know where it is. It's oh, in nice. a tote someplace. He has a <laughs> lot. He has a lot of cans, so <laughs> they're collectible. <laughs> yeah, it's no, it's cool though. I kind of one of the founders, um, uh, Mark Wojcik, um, through him and one of my colleagues, Jeff. They they're they've been buddies for a while, and so. Uh, I guess Mark, I think, said to Jeff at one point, like, how do I get on, like, a car? Like, is that something? And Jeff was like, I have a guy for you. Ah. <laughs> so, shout out to Jeff. I call him, He's my agent now. Every time he, I, he calls me, I just answer the phone. I go, talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got the... He's got everything down so far, Graydon. He's got the full Tom Cruise from Days of Thunder already. So, um, quite a bit know. taller. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Oh, I don't think Tom's going to watch this program, but that would be great if he did. Just yeah. that. 
That's all um, right. He's, he's, he's still, busy he's shooting Mr. Impossible 52 or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, Tom, we would love to have you as a, as a team owner in this series. We're just saying. You know? <laughs> that, that guy's insane. Like, he did all those. Uh, he was the one flying the helicopter, I think, in Ghost Protocol, like, at mm-hmm. the end. Like, yeah. He did all the nuts. stunts. Yeah. Did all the stunts for Mission Impossible. Yeah. He's bro- broke his There's, foot. Yeah. Broke his ankle or something ankle, like that, yeah. jumping off of a roof. So. <laughs> yeah. Unreal. Uh, but, yeah, we we honestly could talk forever, Sam, because we're yeah. talking to, to racers <laughs> and and because you're a podcast host yourself, let's talk about that. Yeah. Yes. I it's uh I, like just kind of randomly happened. Honestly, we were all on a a uh, a call probably back in January and saying like, how do we get involved in you know trying to celebrate the 60th anniversary of this track and you know doing it not. In pretty like virtually mm-hmm. and uh i think it was jerry priddle um who uh you know he's a lot has long history um his dad is a legend as well sid priddle um in the motorsport world from marketing and pr standpoints and yep. he basically said yeah why don't you just do a podcast like you and ron and i was like yeah why don't we just do that and that was basically how it started so cool. it's it's kind of sad i mean there's like a, a a few guys you know one of the first guys that i thought of was ludwig heimrath and he unfortunately passed away. So it's, you know, COVID's hit everyone hard, it, you know, not just like getting people getting COVID and stuff, but, you know, it's, it's been hard on elder, elderly people um, mm-hmm. being alone. And, and, you know, that definitely plays a role in, in people's health. And, you know, so we've lost some legends who unfortunately we haven't had the chance to talk to. So it's been kind of for me and my dad and I about, you know, preserving some of the stories from um, the, uh, the last few generations about, you know, what it was like when it was most important, you know, how was, uh, you know, how was it to go and watch, you know, Jim Clark and Jackie Stewart and all those guys drive around and the stock car element too, super cool. Richard Petty and, Mm -hmm. um, AJ Foyt and Mario Andretti and the old Quartha 250 races and the USAC stock car stuff from the sixties. And so it's a crazy history that involves everything. I know we got to wrap it up, but my my late <laughs> uncle, he was uh, a mechanic for Roger McCaig in the Can-Am series. Oh, so yeah, I awesome. have tons of slides uh, of like a whole bunch of old school Mosport stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. With Can-Am no, I'd, cars love, I'd love to see that. Yeah, it's absolutely. Uh, it's I got a whole pile of stuff, so I, <laughs> I haven't seen it in a long time. We're we're in the process of renovating the basement here, so I got to dig some stuff out yeah no i'd love to see that i i cool. um i try to get my hands on any most port memorabilia that i can see or find because you never know like what you're gonna mm-hmm. see you never know what people have in their in their basements sometimes people are just like can i just send this to you and i'm like yes please just like let me see it it's oh yeah, man awesome. and i know yeah. my aunt has a ton more of it at the house still too so okay uh, amazing yeah some old cool stuff <laughs> yeah and some of the it's crazy the stuff that like people have sent my dad um you know i think uh um we got we got a set of of commemorative of beer glasses or something from like the very first players 200 in 1961 i think it was uh uh, wow colleen evans allen i don't know if you know her she's a regular personality at at the track from Mm -hmm. uh, uh media and also a marshalling standpoint but she yeah she's got a whole bunch of pair um uh memorabilia from her uh, family and she's sent it to uh, to us and so but people like her as well and different uh people just 
sending us their stuff and letting us see everything and it's so cool like i just honestly i love the history uh if you can tell by my monaco 1957 monaco <laughs> like yes. uh, anything racing i just love uh indy 500 all that stuff so yeah yeah we're the we're, cool. we're the same man we're we are yeah. all about racing i'm a nerd and... i'm a nerd when it comes down to it hey <laughs> yeah same biggest, we're students of the sports two biggest yeah, nerds the... right here man uh, yep. you can't even see the, the whole collections that we've got all covering our walls and everything and in our houses yeah. how we went home with a tire from ctmb and hit yeah. um graden's wife <laughs> her reaction was amazing um, <laughs> do we really need a tire the answer is yes 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 sure. we do and i need another one for the other end table they're gonna make out of them so <laughs> i want to get a rain tire yes well we need <laughs> we need we need a sticker tire so that we can truly be sticker and scoff but Oh, yeah, um, yeah, we've yeah, got yeah, those. Yeah. We've got those. Go see the guys uh, at General Tire. I'm sure they can sell you one. <laughs> sell? <laughs> yeah, it won't be. A, it won't be a freebie. <laughs> no, it won't be. A no, there's no such thing as, as free tires in racing unless you no, win the uh, no. unless, unless you win the ra- the, ra- the raffle there. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's there's two questions to wrap this up, Sam. Sure. You know, uh, because you mentioned a couple names earlier, so. I just, I, I like to ask this questions only because I myself would love to see it happen. Okay. I mentioned Robert Wickens. Yeah. And I'm going to mention James Hinchcliffe. Yeah. Do we think they'd be perfect fits for this series? And the big question that every NASCAR fan in Canada asks, is the Cup Series ever going to come to CTMP? <laughs> um. Loaded question. Loaded question. Loaded question. Yeah. Great questions, though. Um, That's hard, Paul. We yeah, Wickens. <laughs> Wickens. Um, Wickens. I think I would just love to see you know where he goes, and uh, we obviously you guys saw when he raced the or he did the uh, test with the Hyundai TCR uh, yes. car, yes. and um, you know so I think things are trending in the right way. I think if he gets back to a place where he's able to race, I think honestly he'll race like whatever. You know, whatever he wants and whatever he can, I think he's yeah. just like I can't imagine being away from it for so long and being through mm-hmm. the, you know, the stuff that he's been and coming out on the other side and not just wanting to do like as much as you can. So hungry. yeah, you never know being yeah. so hungry. Exactly. Well, uh, Hinch to Toronto, yeah. so yeah, perfect combination. Yeah, Hinch. Hinch is, um, yeah, he's he he's still yeah he's still super competitive in indycar and i'm sure he'll he'll ride that out but i don't see i don't see why why not um so uh both like super super great guys both you know have um you know hinge with the crash at indy as well both yeah. guys you know have been through a lot um nice. and uh you know great ambassadors for the for the sport for our country so i think it's a no-brainer it'd be it'd be awesome to see um, and the second part of the question is the harder, almost the harder one to answer. Um, <laughs> I, I think, um, you know, when, when Ron and my mom is actually a, an official, um, partner, a co-owner at the track as well. So when oh, that's awesome. Ron and when Ron and Linda and Carlo, uh, all got together on this, I guess, years ago, I think the, the goal, you know, the main goal was, much like in the early 60s when I think the track opened and the main goal was, can we get a Formula One Grand Prix? Well, mm-hmm. you know, Formula One is safe in Montreal and there's no problem yeah. with that. We're not, I don't think we're ever going to see it leave Montreal and that's fine. 
But, uh, you know, there is a possibility, I think, that a cup race could come to CTMP. And I think that's been the goal from day one is, you know, can we get a cup race? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they're still working, working on it. And it's, um, you know, something I think that NASCAR would be interested in as well. So, you know, let's just, you know, keep our keep our fingers crossed and hope that uh, it, it happens. I think it would be an insane event, I think. You know, look at the finishes that the truck series have had in the Silverado 250. You know, that has become um, not just, you know, the, one of the biggest races to look for on the truck schedule, but on the NASCAR schedule yes. as, in, in, yes. as a whole. Yep. Um, and so uh, that says a lot, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Toronto is a huge market, um, a massive market and uh you know i think it's a no-brainer for both both entities and um unfortunately i think covid is you know has made things difficult yeah um but uh you know let's let's you know just hope that things get back to you know a bit normal and we don't have to worry about the border and we can we can we can see that because that would just be yeah that would just be unreal yeah at this stage i was gonna say it'd be nice just to get that silver auto 250 back Mm -hmm. But, uh, I mean, having spent the weekend at at CTMP, uh, for the sprints weekend was super cool. Good to be back. Good to camp and, and live that CTMP life again. And, uh, um, man, it it was, it was just nice to camp there again. My wife is, she's a casual race fan because she kind of has no choice in the matter, but, uh, she enjoys the (laughs) the hell out of camping there. So she can, it's the best of both worlds because you're within walking distance to, to camping and then you can just step away and, and watch some racing at any given point. So it's, it's the best family fun there is really for the summertime for us. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that. That's, that's very nice of you. I, I think so as well. And it's kind of like to kind of bring it almost full circle is like you guys are saying about the Pinty series. It's almost like a bit of a, um, a hidden gem, uh, almost for, you know, it's, it's crazy how many people don't know about it. Well, it's the same thing for CTMP. It's crazy how many people still don't know after, you know, 60 years that, you know, they have one of the world's greatest racing circuits in their, yeah. right in their backyard. And, um, yeah, I think that's just the way it is. And it's got, I think, you know, things like the, the popularity of the cup series right now uh, with the youth movement that's going on and the popularity of racing as a whole, you know, with Netflix drive to survive F1, all that stuff, Mm -hmm. it's all trending in the right direction for the sport and, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, good things I think are, are, are happening and, uh, (laughs) just try to keep, keep, keep keeping on guys doing a great job, just getting the word out about the series and, uh, and, uh, you know, we're doing our part as well to try to keep, keep getting new fans. Cause it's great mm-hmm. to have the, you know, people come back year after year and we hear that, but I was trying to find, how do we get new fans? How do we get new yeah. people involved in racing? Um, new kids going go-karting and arriving driving, you know, it's all good <laughs> for the sport. So that's the Absolutely. goal at the end of the day. Yeah. Absolutely. Getting to talk with the driver on a podcast. That's how you build <laughs> some, build some uh, new fans. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Great. And what do you have to say to Sam fellows when we wrap it up? Yeah, just uh, added. I mean, uh, we always enjoy camping at the track and I know with all the protocols that were in place, uh, it was awesome to see like the, the washroom buildings. That's another thing with my wife We're campers, but I mean, shit, there's some uh, kind of amenities <laughs> that need to be there. And, sure. <laughs> and that we, we've been coming there for, for years now that, uh, 
uh, particularly uh, on the May weekend, but everything's always like top notch. The washrooms are always super clean. And especially over the past weekend, uh, they like the, the staff was always right on it and keeping everything top notch. And, uh, yeah, it was just all done like first class. And, awesome. uh, and Thank as you. far as today and, and the season, it's been cool to see you make the transition. It's cool to, uh, we got a few more races to get in, yeah. uh, for, before it all winds down and we can't We're wait good. to see Gotta get that top ten. That's my goal, man. Get yeah. we get that top ten. I'll be a happy, happy man. So, well, uh, the, the fam, uh, Cam, and his uh, his dad will will be there every step of the way. Uh, Perfect. Can't wait to see it. Awesome. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Well, we want to thank Sam Fellows for joining us on the Stickers and Scuffs podcast. Make sure you guys go out, check out CTMP, check out Brock Street Brewery, check go, out Perfect. Curb Records, check out <laughs> Sam's hair. <laughs> it's all good. Have yourselves a great week. We'll catch you on the next episode.